It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 241 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian said in a new current personal streak of attending two podcasts in a row. Uh, credit to you, my friend. Uh, bring in the heat. How are you this Sunday night, sir? Oh, oh, Ron. Um, I will. I will I'm, I'm going to put my naysayers to uh, to shame this week. Um, I'll save it for the uh, my beef of the week. Okay. But uh, I'm I'm bringing it this week. Oh, I I look forward it. to it. Uh, th- you know, this is a great idea from Allie. We need Ron and Brian specific emojis. Uh, well, let's get Matt working on that. Um, he uh, he actually this week used about half the amount of cocaine that he normally does in a week. So I feel like he's headed in the right direction. It's, pro- it's called progress. You know, not everybody can handle cold turkey. Like you went cold turkey with your crystal methamphetamine addiction right. in the early aughts. I yes. mean, you were you were you were you were putting Walter White, um, you know, to shame in terms of the amount of crystal meth that you personally were manufacturing and smoking. Um, and, you know, one day you just woke up, you'd hit rock bottom. You'd woken up in bed with um, four naked midgets Um and you just said to yourself, you know what? Um, wiping the lube out of your uh, between your butt cheeks, you know, you just said, I've hit this is my rock bottom. I'm, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, and you've never smoked crystal meth again. No. Matt, Matt, on the other hand, he does not have the willpower to just say, stop, I'm done. Um, so he, we're hoping that he just gets slightly better every week. Now, for you, I remember it was it was Oxycontin. And uh, you yes. were uh, the hillbilly heroin. You were you were mm-hmm. you were hitting it pretty hard. And I remember uh, we were uh, we were at a Cinco de Mayo party with Rush Limbaugh and Rush looked over at you and said, Brian, you might want to slow it down a bit. And that's when I think it really dawned on you how bad your addiction had become. Well, I, I think it was the fact that it, it, it was having such a, a detrimental effect to my family. Yeah. You know, well, um, when Rush says you have a problem, you know. You have a problem. Exactly. Well, now uh, we stick to just pure alcohol. That means it's time for Drink of the Week. 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 Brian. What are you drinking this week, sir? Listen, um, you know how every week I like to come in with a brand new beer. I hate repeating beers. I absolutely um, uh, despise doing it. We avoid it. However, this week we're going to make an exception to that rule. The kind folks over at Estrella, Uh. which is um, Spain's uh, official beer, um, they were so happy with the review that I gave last week during our uh, drink of the week segment. Sat there and they sent me a case of their Australia Dam, which is um, their uh, it's 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 their lager. Look at this beautiful, ooh, very nice, ooh. very nice. 
So I am drinking once again this week, for those people that missed it last week, this is Estrella Dam brewed following the original 1876 recipe using barley, malt, rice, hops, 100% natural ingredients. Um, it's golden color, tones of amber, slight shades of green. It is bright, it is sparkling, and it is going in my belly. Estrella Dam coming in at 5.4 ABV. Once again, this is a repeat delicious beer. I know I'm going to like it as much as I did last week. Here I go. There you go. All the way from Spain. Uh, memories of your uh, expulsion from the U.S. Uh, but they're that, they're that delicious. Oh, it's so good. Ron. Yes. What are you drinking this week? Uh, so once again, tore into the, uh, the Tavor box. And uh, pulled out a little something from the good people at Bear Bottle Brew Company out of San Francisco. This is their Lean Mean Tangerine Sour Ale. Uh, we're talking Cascade Hops, Brian. We're talking Blood Orange Juice. We're talking Passion Fruit Juice. We're talking Tangerine Juice. And we're talking a little bit of Vanilla Bean. We are also talking 6% ABV. Um, it's got a very uh, nice orangish hue to it. Um, if you remember last week, I had a sour, um, sure. was not a huge fan of it. I am hoping this is, this is just tart. So I'm hoping this is not going to be like the experience I had last week, but let's go. Well, I know that you, you like your sours, but you don't love them to chew over. The, oh, that's good. That is, it's to your point, the perfect level of sour. It's a little bit tart. You get a little bit of a pucker, but you get, mm -hmm. oh, this is a, oh, this, I got, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this one automatically in my top five sours of all time. Really? Walk mm -hmm. me through. What are the flavor profiles that you're getting? I mean, I am getting uh, I'm getting the tangerine. I'm mm -hmm. getting the orange. Um, not getting as much of the passion fruit, but it's just it's very smooth. Again, not too sour, just a little mm -hmm. bit of tartness gives you a little bit of a pucker, not overly carbonated. Um, it is all that I would have hoped it would be. That's awesome. Uh, some some questions out there. Uh, William Esquire asking, is the Ron and Brian title belt damaged or is it just bad lighting? It's just bad lighting. I'm still playing around. Uh, eventually, this will elevate itself higher than myself. Uh, but I, I felt like you guys couldn't get a good enough look at it uh, last week. So mm -hmm. I wanted to prop the title belt up even further this week. Um, oh, <clears throat> Guy Bannister back listening to the show again this That's week. That's awesome. He had, hey, Guy. He's been gone for a while. Uh, he's asking, what cool t-shirt is Brian wearing tonight? Brian, last couple of weeks, you've been rocking some new gear. Anything to show the people this week? Oh. Wow. That's got a once very again, uh, Iron Maiden vibe to it. That it does. Once again, this is January 2023 is the month of Ron and, um, you know, as we say farewell, as he does his his last wrap around um, as champion of the podcast, um, we want to uh, uh, celebrate him in the right way. So how do I do it? I am wearing my third Ron shirt of the month. These have been selling like hotcakes. I've been selling been. these used on eBay, uh, the uh, uh, rainbow colored one. Uh, that had uh, Ron on uh, multiple lines. That, I believe, went for a little bit over $12,000 on eBay. Proceeds all went to charity. Last week's shirt, which had more of a, a graffiti-style handwriting um, saying Ron, 
Um, that went for slightly under 8,000. Um, you know, people, I think, are uh, basically, um, you know, they are they are speaking with their wallets. We have raised over $20,000 to go towards Ron's favorite charity um, on eBay. Thanks. I'll be putting this one up later on this week. One more look. Very that metal. That is right, Very, people. very metal. <clears throat> very metal. This is Ron. So a uh, good question. I mean, are you when eventually will you get a T-shirt that just says EB repeatedly pointing down towards your crotch? When I do a uh, podcast with EB. Oh, fair statement. Fair statement. All right. Well, without any further ado, it's time for our beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Uh, what's bothering me is the fake Republican outrage over Joe Biden um, stepping forward um, and coming clean about the possession of classified documents that he had in his personal home uh, from the time period of when he was vice president. Um, uh, apparently, this seems to be a thing. Uh, apparently, presidents and vice presidents, uh, because they are, you know, the level of, uh, uh, of importance within the country, um, are in possession of a lot of uh, uh, classified materials, sure. bringing it home, um, probably a practice that should be stopped immediately. Um, but uh, when uh, uh, Donald Trump left the uh, White House back in January of 2021, um, almost instantly, it was noted, correct, 2021, yeah, correct? Right. The election was 20. I think um, about it. I, was, I felt very confident until I saw the look on your face when you, and you, you, you gave me a quizzical look. My and immediately, I, I just went to, oh, I, I screwed up. <laughs> um, but almost immediately upon leaving, apparently there were some missing boxes uh, uh, over a, uh, you know, a period of uh, uh, a year and a half, I guess it was. Uh, negotiations between the uh, Library of Congress and the National Archives and um, uh, Trump's lawyers, um, uh, basically uh, back and forth, uh, denial of, of any possession of classified materials. Finally, there was the raid on Mar-a-Lago, at which point Donald Trump threw a fit saying, these are my documents, give them back. Um, uh, these are absolutely uh, uh, nothing to see here. Um, and the Republican Party said absolutely nothing. Um, earlier this week, uh, Joe Biden's representative stepped forward and said, as they were cleaning out his Delaware home, there was a box in the garage that apparently had six classified documents. He wanted to step forward and uh, surrender them back to the National Archives. And now you've got the Republicans stepping forward, demanding a congressional investigation, which we know, as they are now in control of the House of Representatives, are these these investigations will take place and they will be dramatically uh, a waste of time. And I guess the question is, should we even bother with the process of classifying documents? Because it doesn't seem like the government can hold on to documents. I, I feel like the enemy ends up with these documents. They end up in people's homes, whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden. And I feel like that's not the only home. Like, I feel like if you went through Bush, Obama, all of them, you would find documents that and it sounds like i mean in, in biden's case it sounds like an intern just kind of boxed up his desk at the end of his vice presidential term and biden just threw it in a garage and never looked at it again sure but it's but i think of the the um you know the the, the greater contrast between 
this case and the one with Trump was that um, Biden is giving is surrendering these documents, oh, sure. whereas whereas Trump went to um, uh, incredible legal means to um, keep the documents and also is just the fact of. Um, no, I think that really was my point. I mean, I think it's been implied that Trump even um, used them as a selling point to come to Mar-a-Lago like, hey, uh, you know, come to Mar-a-Lago, uh, donate to my campaign and get to see top secret nuclear documents. Well, I thought that they were come to Mar-a-Lago, uh, give money to my uh, my campaign and I'll show you topless photos of Melania. I mean, everybody has those already. Yeah, but do you think Trump knows that? That's true. Good point. Valid point. As always, valid point. It's probably not even pictures of Melania. It's probably pictures of some <laughs> just, you know, uh, a miscellaneous uh, Czechoslovakian woman. Ron. Yes, sir. What's bothering you? But what's bothered me this week, and, and I've kind of complained about this before, is uh, is Facebook Marketplace. But again, Whoa. more this week, the people who uh, try to buy things from you on Facebook Marketplace, we're trying okay. to get rid of some of the clutter around the house. You know, obviously, I want the title belt to be able to kind of take center stage mm-hmm. in our, uh, our living room. So we got to sell sure. some things off. Um, so two things happened this week. Uh, one was I had an item that has been listed for a, a week or so now, and people mm-hmm. will message and be like, hey, is this still available? And I would say, right. yes, still available. Let me know if you want to come pick it up. And then hear okay. nothing additional from them. And then I had another item where it had been up for a couple of weeks, and this woman messaged me and was like, hey, is this still available? I'm interested. And I, I happened to be at my computer when she messaged, so I wrote right back. I said, it's available. Um I'm working from home the rest of this week. So let me know if you'd like to arrange a pickup to which she responded. No, thanks. I'm not interested right now. Well, then why the fuck did you just message me to ask me if it was still available? That just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm painfully confused by that. Right. I, as was I. Like you literally started a conversation with me to find out if an item was available. And now you're like, well, I'm not interested right now. So strange. It's 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 society, Brian. I, I mean, question. Yes. Is there any way that I can search on Facebook Marketplace for some of these items that you're selling? Um, possibly. I, I'm I'm not sure. Well, looks like Brian's got some activities to keep <laughs> on for the next couple of days. I mean, I have some. Uh, I only have one item uh, left for sale at the moment. So, I mean, if you want to really? see if I have it available. Um, I, we can definitely talk dollars and cents. I wouldn't normally ship this item, but for you, quite possibly. Is it by any chance a uh, podcast wrestling belt? <laughs> it is not. Just a clock, Brian. Just a wall clock right now. A wall clock? Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, it's it's not the wall clock I got you for Christmas two years ago. No, no, I would never get rid of that. Sure, with hope the, not. With, with the big Brian head and your arms or the little yeah. arms. Uh, no, no, that that I keep in my office. That, okay, uh, right. not this office. Like I couldn't show you here in this office. It's in my uh, my other secondary office. Oh, sure, sure, of right. course, of course, right, of right, course. Right. So, um, let me ask you, like, if yeah. you're, you, how do you often are you are you selling these or are you just simply trying to get rid of them? No, if if we were trying to get rid of them, we do have like a pay it forward page um, that we list stuff on. And people, we usually just do like a porch pickup where we leave it out front. This is sure. stuff that we feel has a little bit of value um, and we try and get some money for it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I was able to get rid of two items today. So I can't complain what, 100%. But What did you sell? Uh, I got rid of a uh, an entryway console and uh, a radiator cover. 
What is an entryway console? So it's like a it's like a cabinet dresser type thing. It had like three drawers. It was in our in our main hallway. You have no idea why we own these things. My wife just when you walk in from the when you walk in from the uh, garage entrance or the front door. Either because that hallway connects the two. Yeah, but where was the console in your house? It was probably closer to that back door. Okay, I think I have an idea what you're talking about. Right. Was that the one that had a photo of me with my with my arms up in the air dangling as that the was hours that went was by? not that one? No, no, different one. Different one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Let's see. What do we have on the dock? We have a new bit. Maybe we do the new bit a little later on. We yeah. To, let's save that. We get to save some that. stories, and I guess the first one is wow, Brian. This is shocking. We have not um, had a shooting story to talk about. Um, since last week's podcast. Um, So uh, Monterey Park, California, Saturday night at a dance club, uh, a gunman uh, kills 10 and wounds at least 10 more um, during uh, following a Lunar New Year's celebration. Um, The next day, apparently he turned himself, uh, turned the gun on himself uh, inside a van um, as uh, as police uh, apparently were coming to uh, to apprehend him, um, our, yes. thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. prayers yes. Um, so uh, I don't know that they have identified the suspect. Um, there was a uh, there was a photo on New York Post of of someone slumped over uh, a wheel in a white van. Um, Brian, you 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 gave me some information on this story. Would you care to to fill the audience in on what we know so far? Yeah, so apparently um, it was a uh, nightclub in a predominantly Asian neighborhood, Monterey Bay, I believe it was, um, in California. Um, They were celebrating uh, the uh, Chinese New Year. Apparently a gunman walked into a nightclub and started shooting. Ten people were killed. Ten people additionally were injured, various levels of severity. Um, The news immediately started to put a spin on the story that it was a angry uh, white uh, uh, conservative who was somehow going to somehow tie this to uh, COVID, MAGA, QAnon, whatnot. As the day progressed, suddenly police started to um, uh, put out photos. It looks as if um, uh, late in the day, a police officer gave an interview where apparently it was a, uh, a husband of a woman that was partying inside the club who had not been invited to join the rest of the family in the club for new, hmm. for the New Year celebration, was uh, told that he was not invited, instead showed up with his handgun and shot t- uh, 20 people. It seems like a bit of an overreaction. Like I would, I would agree. And again, I, I'm, you know, it said the the guy was somewhere between thirty and fifty. Looking at the photo, probably pushing fifty a little bit more. I don't know about you, Brian. Unfortunately, he's not going to make it to fifty-one. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Brian. I'm fifty, and if someone said to me, "Hey, we're all going to a dance club on Saturday night, but you don't have to go," I'd be like, "Oh, thank God and baby Jesus." <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled to not be invited to that. Like, I would be more likely to shoot up the club if you made me go. And I was just like, I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get some sleep. It would be the only way you get home early. Um, Also, follow up from a story I covered a couple weeks ago. uh, The six-year-old who shot his kindergarten teacher um, in Newport News, Virginia. 
Um, his family came out this past week making their first public statement um, claiming that their child has a, quote, acute disability and have been under an intensive care plan at school. Um, the boy had actually previously been accompanied in school each day by his mother or father as part of the plan for his disability, uh, and that the week of the shooting was the first time that a parent was not in class. Uh, the statement uh, that was read by their family lawyer also said that the gun uh, had been, quote unquote, secured, but did not explain how the boy had gotten access to it. So and, apparently it wasn't secured. Uh, according to them, it was secured. But a six-year-old with an acute disability um, was, was apparently able to find a way to get it. So. Mm, interesting. This family seems extremely tone deaf to me. Like, I don't think, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think anyone is really looking at the kid and saying, what's wrong with this kid? I'm personally saying, what's wrong with this family where a six-year-old has easy access to uh, what was probably a loaded gun. Cause I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time picturing a six year old being able to load a gun all by himself, carry it to the school. I, I, there's, there's just, there's too much where it's gotta be, there, there has to be some sort of liability, which rests with the parents here. Yes. They're absolutely. I mean, it, it, I think, you know, it, to me, the most disgusting part of this is the uh, family's attempt to um, kind of push um uh, the mental illness onto the child. Apparently, um, he had threatened to stab a different teacher recently in the weeks leading up to the shooting. And apparently, the 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 you know to to try to put the uh, uh, blame on this on the uh, off the parents' uh, shoulders, the family are stepping forward um, to try to point out what is um, uh, not their responsibility. Um, really, just disgusting. Uh, uh, on the parents' part to sit there and uh, uh, lay out their uh, their uh, child's uh, medical issues. And what's, what's also interesting, and this, this has come out since, is that uh, apparently uh, the school, Rich Neck Elementary, had received a tip that the child might have uh, a video, uh, or she might have a gun, and uh, an employee searched the boy's backpack, uh, did not find a weapon at that time. Um, but then at two o'clock, the boy held up the handgun in his first class, first grade classroom and fired one shot at his teacher. So this was the same day? This was the same day. Wow. So they knew he had a gun. They had heard, but they did not, uh, they did not find one on him. But wow. again, how did they receive a tip? And again, maybe he was showing it to kids before he went into school. So I guess, you know, it's. There's a, there's a lot that doesn't sound quite right about this entire story still. And, and I think it's going to be a little bit. There's an investigation obviously going on as to how the school handled things. There's an investigation into the parents. So I have a feeling there's going to be more information that comes out of this in the coming weeks and months. Speaking of which, uh, Janelle's saying that we should show the video that Ali posted in the chat. I'm not showing any. Uh, and, oh, wait, hold on. Is this it? Is this in the private chat that you sent me? I copied and pasted it into the oh. private chat, Ron, just to ensure that we don't show anything that is not um, uh, violating YouTube uh, community guidelines. If you could just preview it for a moment. Um, one of the things that we uh, we like to keep this show live. This is live uh, as you're watching it. But uh, we do have some safeguards in place to ensure 
that um, you know nothing crazy is 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 going to be shown. You know, one thing that's happened recently, you will never forget the time when Ron decided to play some. Uh, uh, what was that? That wasn't too short. Who was it? Whose rap song were you playing? Uh, oh, uh, Sir Mix a Lot. That was it. You were playing Sir Mix a Lot, and the whole show just got booted off of uh, off of YouTube. Yes. All right, let's what are we see. looking at here? So this is uh, on Instagram. Someone wondering how a six-year-old thinks of using a gun, conceals, and then successfully shoots a teacher. We've got Drop. a video of a kid. Wrap it. Jump it. Oh, so this is this child's been brainwashed by his family. Jump it. Slow down. Jump it. Clear it. In the holster. Well, it's good. I think it's good that you uh, you show your child how to uh, how to uh, switch out multiple uh, clips of uh, of uh, this of, this, what, of uh, bullets. This is this in America is being um, uh, uh, rewarded with a pat on the back of good parenting, and we're going to focus on drag queens reading <laughs> uh, books to children, and um, somehow that is the scourge that needs to be um, kicked out of this country. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think our, you know, our priorities are <coughs> Biden's documents in his garage, uh, drag queens, um, critical race theory. You know, these are all the alleged uh, problems while we avoid issues with mental health and shootings and a failing power grid and uh, what, you know, just a few other hundred things. Ugh, what a shame. Keeping in, in the crime area of our stories, um, Brian Walsh uh, has mm -hmm. been arrested for allegedly killing his wife, Anna Walsh, um, out in, is that Boston area, I think? Yeah, uh, right outside of Boston, I believe. So uh, this week, uh, as a part of uh, bringing him in front of the judge to see if uh, he would be held uh, without bail, um, they provided a timeline of Google searches, um, which apparently Brian uh, allegedly made on his son's iPad, starting with December 27th. He, uh, he searches apparently for what's the best date to divorce for a man. So that's December 27th. On January 1st, mm -hmm. uh, Brian and Anna went to bed around 1 or 1.30 after celebrating uh, the new year with a friend. Uh, in an affidavit, he told police that Anna left uh, early that morning for her job in Washington, D.C., but there is no evidence she left the home. So then later that morning on January 1st, uh, he does the following searches. 4.55 a.m. How long before a body starts to smell? 4.58. Wow. 4.58. How to stop a body from decomposing? 5.47 a.m. 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. 6.25 a.m., how long for someone to be missing to inherit? Uh, 6.34 a.m., can you throw away body parts? So apparently that he read that article for a while because he doesn't search again until 9.29. Yeah. What does formaldehyde do? Then at 9.34, how long does DNA last? Then at 9.59 a.m., can identification be made on partial remains? Uh, goes quiet for a couple Whoa. hours. So then he comes back at 11.34 a.m., Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. 11.44 a.m. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. 11.56 a.m. Luminol to detect blood. 
1.08 p.m., what happens when you put body parts in ammonia, and then 1.21 p.m., is it better to put crime scene clothes away or wash them? So then, Brian. Wait a second. These are all his Google searches in one evening? Just on, just uh, from the morning to the afternoon of January 1st. Then on January 2nd, he travels to a Home Depot and pays $450 in cash for supplies, including mops, a bucket, goggles, tarps, a hatchet, and baking soda. At 12.45 p.m., he searches hacksaw, best tool to dismember. 1.10 p.m., can you be charged with murder without a body? And then 1.14 p.m., can you identify a body with broken teeth? Uh, going on then the next day, January 3rd, three more searches, 1.02 p.m., uh, what happens to hair on a dead body? 1.13 p.m., what is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? It's a very exact one there. Uh, and then 1.20 p.m., can baking soda mask or make a body smell good? Baking soda? That's if you leave uh, uh, asparagus in your refrigerator for too long. <laughs> He's thinking of lie. And what's what's funny is is after so obviously the judge is like, yeah, we need to hold this guy over for trial, and no, we should not allow him bail. Yeah. His, uh, his his lawyers had to release a statement, obviously defending him, but to the point of, well, we don't want to say anything right now, but I'm sure when his day in court comes, we'll be able to put all of this into the proper context. <laughs> It's like I'm sorry, you're by your guys out buying hacksaws and goggles and and asking, you know, how 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 one kill, how one bury body. Now, do you think they got that from his ISP? Do they think he was just doing uh, from his Google account? Like, how were they able to see his internet searches so quickly? So, well, well, when they uh, when they executed the search warrant on his house, they took all the all the computers. In the house, so that included his son's iPad, um, which again is apparently the device he used to do these searches. Smart, uh, I'll use my son's iPad, then I can pin yeah. the murder on him. Do you think he was using incognito mode? You know what? I think you know this is, I think, a mix, a missed opportunity for Duck Duck Goose to really run an ad campaign and say, "Listen, this guy killed his wife and used Google. He, he could have been in the clear if he used Duck Duck Goose." Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it's all about um, your Internet privacy. If we had a VPN advertiser right now, um, I would go right into the story uh, into an ad read. I feel like this year we get our our um, we got our advertising game back in action. All right. I, I like where your head's at. I think uh, as you continue to be uh, 49 percent owner as we go through the year, um you can work on that. My apologies. Thank you, William Esquire. Duck, duck, go, not duck, duck, goose. That belt's going to be mine. 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 What else we got here this that week, Brian? Be mine. Actually, Brian, what? I got a question for you. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, if it's not too personal, yeah. what are you watching? Oh, I started season two of White Lotus this week. Okay. Um, already knocked out half the season. Uh, once again, um, uh, the story is uh, about uh, various couples and families that are 
um, visiting a White Lotus resort. Season one took place in the uh, 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 islands of Ho- Ho- Hawaii. Right. Um, this year it goes to um, uh, Sicily in Italy. Um, uh, F. Murray Abraham is one of the uh, uh, Michael Imperioli. Yes, I mean, it really uh, Jennifer, had, a, had a stacked lineup. Uh, Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation. And now I think she's pretty much just on everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jennifer Coolidge brings right. back her character from season one. Um, so once again, you're looking at vacation porn. Everybody's looking at it, wanting to go to Italy, um, as well as just telling the stories of several um, unhappy people at the various stages of their life. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's not really great television. I don't know that I would recommend it to someone. Okay. Um, hold on. Sicily is its own country. I'm going to not agree with that. I okay. believe Sicily is part of Italy, but I, <laughs> well, maybe, I also maybe Mac can research that. I also can't tell if Janelle is being sarcastic here with me or not. Um, but Sicily is not its own country. It is part of Italy. Um, I am one quarter of Sicilian. So I believe um, if anyone's going to be speaking on that, it shall be I Ron. Yes. What are you watching? Uh, so, uh, I watched, what did I watch this week? I'm trying to, oh, I watched a new documentary on Netflix called the Pez outlaw. Um, it is about a, uh, a gentleman who in the nineties, um, started to make trips to Europe to, uh, get, uh, Pez dispensers direct from Pez Europe that weren't being distributed in the U S to sell them, um, to, uh, to collectors in the U S it goes into like this, uh, this Pez collector uh, background. Um, it was, I, and I see the look on your face. It was an extremely interesting documentary. Like there is this this collecting subculture um, that this gentleman was able to take advantage of, and he became the sworn enemy of the uh, the head of Pez USA, uh, apparently who is also referred to as the president uh, in 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 Pez circles. No, 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 no. You are not going to get away with the Pez again. It's the documentary, Brian. It's not me. Um, so again, it's about an hour and a half. It's, it's a quick watch. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, I have watched the first two episodes of season two of Your Honor, uh, the Brian Cranston show coming back for a second season. Yes. How was that? How um, I, I, I want it, it. I I I missed season one, and I saw a preview when season two was coming out, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that show. Yes, um, it's you know it, it's a little slow going, so it's I, I think it probably jumps ahead about a year from when season one ends, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's doing a very good job these first two episodes and kind of setting up the storyline as to what to expect for season two. Um, okay. Again, it's a little slow, so I hope it does start to pick up in the next uh, the next episode. But as always, Brian Cranston is fantastic. It's a great supporting okay. cast. Um, and I also watched the first episode of uh, The Last of Us, a uh, new show oh. on HBO Max based on the video game of the same name. There's a video game, The Last of Us? Yes. What is the uh, premise? 
So the premise is that there is a, uh, a fungus that has started to infect humans. It turns them into uh, zombie-like creatures that attack other humans, um, basically decimates most of the world population. And then it fast forwards kind of 20 years into the future where it's like a, a kind of a dystopian future. But, if, but really? there is, of course, a child who can save us all, Brian. So, And Pedro, Pas uh, Pedro Pascal has to keep her safe. I I read that um, that that uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, I believe, has not done um, that. Everything he has been in has like an over ninety five percent approval rating. He's on pretty solid. IMDb. Yeah, like he just he chooses solid work. I mean, um, I almost called him Ryan. What else do you need to know? Speak of which, Mandalorian season two coming yep. back or season three? No, season correct? three now. Correct. Yes, season three coming back. I believe March is uh, when they yes. announced it. Yep. Now, if only somebody can share their Disney Plus login with me. That'd be um, nice. If somebody it would be great so that I did not have to pay for Disney Plus myself. We'll uh, we'll we'll reach out. Maybe Matt can uh, can can contribute to the cause because he he mooches off of everybody's uh, everybody's login. Sure. Pa pay it forward. Real quick, Brian, you were talking about White Lotus. There has been a, a theory going around the Internet. Uh, a lot of people saying this is that apparently White Lotus is scheduled to go seven seasons and each season is going to revolve around each of the seven deadly sins with season one being greed this past season, season two being lust. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if there's actually anything to that. Really? I really? didn't even pick up on that. Ah. Ah. Okay. Um, Brian, should we roll out our new bit? I mean, we don't have a bumper for it yet. We don't have uh, even a, a logo for it yet, but we've decided to do our favorite story of the week. We, we talk about yeah. a lot of stories, but there are some stories that we don't necessarily get to because we don't know if they're going to have a ton of mass appeal, uh, but they, they just appeal to either Brian or myself. So we're going to take some time to, to talk about a couple of those. Brian, why don't you start off with yours this week? Okay, Ron, pull it up. Do you have it with? Do you have a? Do you have a, the link pulled up or no? Uh, let me pull the link up. Is there? Is there a photo that goes with this? Oh, there is a photo that goes along with it. Listen, right. people, uh, you know, um, it, it is not. This is episode two forty one, and we all know that I am obsessed with trashing the great state of New Jersey. <laughs> Any opportunity I have, I'm not going to say that I that I. Um, uh, uh, scrounge through the New York Post, the Daily News, uh, New York Newsday, uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, the Trenton Journal. Anyway, what's your story this week, Brian? My story this week is that an alligator was found earlier this week in Monmouth County, which I believe is central New Jersey. An abandoned alligator was found in an empty lot um, inside of a plastic container. Um, who was stupid enough in New Jersey to approach an empty plastic container and mm. take a look to see what's in it um, and in an abandoned lot um, and found what uh, uh, the police uh, said was, I believe that they, they measured it to be uh, a couple hundred pounds. Wow. That's a big um, so one. This, so this photo is not of a small alligator. I believe it was a different article. I saw the estimation. I believe they said it was somewhere between 150 and 200 pounds. Um, and absolutely nobody has any idea where this alligator originated from. Once again, the great people in New Jersey um, uh, illegally 
um, hosting alligators as pets and deciding, hey, when they hit a point where they're a little too big and now they're starting to eat real live chickens, um, <laughs> I'm just going to abandon this in a lot and just hope for the best. That is uh, that is a problem. Jersey. <laughs> well, that Ron? is uh, that's an enjoyable story. Yes, Ron? sir. Yes. What's your story of the week? My story of the week, Brian. Uh, Brian, are you a fan of Pink Floyd? Love Pink Floyd. All right. Well, as then, I guess you already know uh, that this year, 2023, is the anniversary of the Pink Floyd album, Dark mm -hmm. Side of the Moon. And as such, um, they will be releasing a 50th anniversary edition of the mm -hmm. album, to which they have come up with a new logo uh, for the 50th uh, release, as you can see it on the screen now. Um, and they have put the uh, the rainbow in the uh, zero of the 50. Well, Brian, uh, there were a number of individuals who decided to comment this week saying how upset they were that Pink Floyd has apparently gone woke uh, and is mm -hmm. supporting LGBTQ causes with this new Dark Side of the Moon logo. Uh, oh obviously, God. them not realizing that the original Dark Side of the Moon logo just had a light going into a prism uh, with a mirror with a uh, rainbow coming out of it because that's what prisons do with light um, and uh, across the internet people were sharing comments on this logo that they updated as their profile picture with people saying lose the rainbow you're making yourself look stupid what is that pink floyd what a disgrace from this moment i don't listen to this band and then uh someone named david tutman are you going woke with rainbows is there a straight flag i want equal representation don't get me wrong we should all be true to who we are peace wow <sighs> I think this just this is why I hate society, Brian. This is really my constant beef of the week is people and, and stuff like this is why I think you I think what you're saying and this is just, a, a you know, another example of something we've tried to highlight, you know, is one of the stories or themes that, you know, just seems to be popping up way too much is this um, uh, lack of education. Uh, I'm not saying everybody needs to understand um, where, uh, you know, what, what Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album, uh, you know, cover art was. But it's the fact that we now live in this knee-jerk reaction world where we automatically perceive what we want and we are so confident that it's our place to just start blasting away rather than sitting there and saying, let me do some research, let me look into this. Right. Um, and, uh, and here, Alec, good point. Good point right here. It's something that the crowd yelling sheeple and snowflakes will look for any reason to get upset. Who are the sheep? Who are the sheeple? I think my, my favorite response I saw to all this was someone that said, you know, when Pink Floyd said, we don't need no education, they weren't suggesting that was a way of life, people. That's solid. <laughs> that is a solid burn. So that's my story of the week, Brian. All right. I like that. Yeah, we, need, well, we, do need, we do need a bumper for that. And something different. I mean, if, if that would have been appropriate to have the Pink Floyd uh, beats from like, you know, NFL Locks of the Week and stock. Like if we had had some sort of intro um, like Like this. a stock? Stonks. Like that would have been appropriate this week. I love, by the way, I love that. By the way, Stonks having a good week this week. Very good. I mean, we are, we are with, uh, with, 
inflation seemingly coming under control. We are starting oh, to Oh, don't see. jinx us there. <laughs> I think people are still, I think we are still concerned that the Fed may have one more rate increase in them to, uh, you know, not all the information is positive. We're still seeing jobless claims uh, lowered, uh, employment still at record lows. Um, people are nervous. Um and uh, there's money to be made in the stonk market if you are playing for the long game. If you're looking to make money tomorrow, dangerous. If you are looking to collect shares at a discount for five, 10 years from now, now's the time to be buying people. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brian, up next, a glowing obituary for a Utah man suspected of killing his entire family in a murder-suicide plot said he, quote, made it a point to spend quality time with each and every one of his children um, as an online fundraiser, bizarrely replaced him with an image of Jesus in a family photo. Uh, we've got a photo of the entire family here. Uh, people believe that Michael Haight in the center there, age 42, gunned down his wife, Tasha Haight, and then their three daughters, ages 17, 12, and 7, and two sons, ages 7 and 4, back on January 4th. Uh, two weeks after she had filed for divorce, um, also killed in the, ma in the massacre was his mother-in-law, Gail Earl, age 78. Uh, but an obituary published in the local paper, The Spectrum, did not mention the killings and painted an angelic picture of the shooter, saying he, quote, excelled at everything he did after graduating from high school in 1998 as a sterling scholar in business, also achieving the rank of Eagle Scout. Michael spent the summer after graduation working in Alaska at a fish processing plant. His leadership skills, values of honest hard work and determination quickly led him to be a line manager and over a crew of 10 to 12 men. Aye, aye, aye. A line manager where? Like White Castle? Uh, a line manager, I guess, at the uh, fish processing plant. Got it. Got it. I, and once again, Janelle finds this story funny. Uh, it's it's sad, really. It's very sad. Oh, here is oh, this is weird. So hold on, I gotta I gotta pull up another photo. If you will uh, give me just a moment here, I didn't notice they actually also posted the photo from the GoFundMe with Jesus. With Jesus. With Jesus. Here, look at this photo. That so there's a GoFundMe. I'm not even sure what they're raising money for in the GoFundMe. Why? Because I didn't click the link because I was absolutely not interested. But look at this. They took the same photo photoshopped him out and put Jesus in his place. So the, this the, is a guy that murdered his entire family. So the family is uh, doing a fundraiser, obviously because now they need to pay for seven burials. Um, and so, yeah, so they replaced uh, the father's photo with a, I mean, that's actually all things considered. It's a fairly decent Photoshop. Yeah, but they, you know, somebody who had done a better job would have put arms um, you know, coming out of Jesus. Right. Also, can I also point out a couple things here? First of off, um, what's with the haircut on the two boys? I mean, I really feel like there's something to be said there for for um, you know these 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 weird white people who get their sons these really strange haircuts. I mean, yeah, I, I have no, uh, I've got no answer for you. It's uh, it's high and tight. I mean, maybe it's a starter mullet. I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on here. Well, the, the kid on the right looks like he's 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 it's, it's not even a military cut because it is pretty, you know, high off his head. The, he looks like he's about to be shot. The look of fear on his face and the kid in the lower right. Um, there's a lot of real estate um, <laughs> above the eyebrows and before they uh, the duck speed kicks in. Um, 
So uh, I hope they are studying his brain to understand what's going on there. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it seems a little bit overboard, but who are we to say? But what kind of asshole is going to sit there and be like, hey, we need to do a GoFundMe. Let's paint this guy as, a, as, you know, salt of the earth. I feel, well, no, this was the obituary that really painted the guy as salt of the earth. The, the GoFundMe replaced him with Jesus, which I feel like you probably could have found a family picture without him in it um, versus sure. uh, photoshopping that. But hey, who knows? Uh, speaking of obituaries, Brian, we've got a bunch of celebrity obituaries. People keep dying. People again keep dying. This week, uh, first up, the world's oldest living person, uh, French nun Sister Andre, uh, born Lucille Randon on February 11th, 1904, the same year that Theodore Roosevelt was elected president, uh, wow. passing away. Uh, she became the oldest person. Uh, in the world back in April of 2022. Uh, she was a teacher, a governess that spent three decades working with orphans and taking care of elderly at a French hospital before becoming a Catholic nun. Listen to this, Brian. She lived through the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 uh, and then also fallen off a bout of COVID back in 2021. She tested positive at her nursing home, but didn't show any symptoms. Um <clears throat> I mean, clearly a badass without a doubt. Unfortunately, I wish that they had somehow gotten her hands unclenched from each other. You know, um, if I remember reading one of the um, articles, one of the obituaries on her, her hands were clenched after, you know, from from all the from over 80 years of praying that her hands were literally locked like this for the last uh, 15 years of her life. I don't know that that's true, but I'll take your word on it. Uh, she also uh, was a fan of chocolate and a daily glass of red wine. All right. Well, Spanish red wine. I mean, as somebody who was recently in Barcelona, um, I'm going to say that the uh, Rioja, that, um, you know, the, the varieties of the Rioja, whereas they like to sometimes call them tintos, vinos, um, well, just delicious. Spanish wine, some of the best I've ever had. I'm going to move on before you slaughter the Spanish language any further. Uh, also passing away this week, this was tragic. Uh, Ring of Honor wrestling star Jay Briscoe, uh, dead at the age of 38 uh, due to a, a car accident down in Delaware. Uh, real name, Jamin Pugh, uh, was a longtime fixture in wrestling, longtime fixture in Ring of Honor, uh, along with uh, his kayfabe brother, uh, Mark Briscoe. Um, they held a number of tag team champions. He is also also a multiple time uh, Ring of Honor world champion uh, from early indications. Um, a, uh, another driver uh, swerved into his lane, hitting him head on. Um, he was uh, he was uh, whatchamacallit, not wearing his seatbelt. Unfortunately, they were real brothers. My apologies. Um, he was not wearing his seatbelt. He was killed. The driver of the other car uh, was killed as well. Uh, Jay's two daughters uh, have a long road of recovery ahead of them. Uh, so again, just sad to see someone so young uh, passing away in a, in, a, in, a, in a needless accident. Listen, I know people are going to come after me for this one, but you just have to wonder, um, you know, would, uh, you know, I'm not saying that he would be in good shape, but would, would, would he still be with us had Mr. Briscoe here been wearing a seatbelt? Um, you know, I, I, I just feel like the, 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 the data in front of us that, you know, seatbelts um, save lives. Here's a perfect example where you sit there and wonder to yourself, um, you know, would he be still with us um, had he been wearing his seatbelt? 
All right. Next up. Uh, well, I like the way you just completely sidestepped. I don't like the sidestep. I just, you know, it's, I, I like to know when it's time to move on. And next up, Anton Walks, uh, MLS player, dead at 25 after a Miami boating accident. Uh, he was a defender for Charlotte FC in Major League Soccer. Uh, he was injured Wednesday after two boats crashed near Miami Marines uh, Stadium. Um, so not much else uh, reported about this accident just yet. Um, Charlotte selected walks in the 2021 expansion draft after he spent two seasons with Atlanta United and made 21 starts during the 2022 season. Uh, he began his soccer career with Tottenham in the Premier League and spent time with the English club Portsmouth. Uh, Was he up, wearing his seatbelt? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, they do have seatbelts on boats. But because I William know. Esquire said that, um, you know, uh, that there's really not much that a seatbelt could have done you know, when he's in a head-on um, boat collision. So Wait, no. uh, William Esquire coming out there with the comments about um, seatbelts. I mean, Brian, uh, William has always been very anti-seatbelt. I've never sure. seen a man hate a piece of fabric more um, than you hating the fact that I have this title belt sitting here well, on my shoulder. Well, when he got the don't tread on me forehead tattoo two years back, you know, right. um, you know the, the man is a walking... Um, advertisement for uh, uh, libertarians. There you go. Um, you know, small government, the government shouldn't be able to tell me what to do with my body. Um, just anti-seatbelt as, as much as, any, as, as the next guy. Next up, Philadelphia radio legend Jerry Blavitt. The Crypt Keeper. Passing away at the age of 82, uh, starting his career in entertainment as a dancer on bandstand at age 13. By the time he was 20, he began hosting his own radio show. Um, and then along the way, took on several nicknames such as the boss with the hot sauce and the geeter with the heater, which that one is a nickname that I still don't 100% understand. I don't know the what a geeter, geeter is. with the heater. Yeah, I still don't know what that is. Um, he was inducted into Philadelphia Music Alliance's Hall of Fame in 93 and in 98 became part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's Museum of Radio and Records. He coined the phrase, keep on rocking because you only rock once. I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, obviously uh, biggest loss this week uh, in the music world, uh, legend David Crosby. <sighs> Uh, solo artist, yeah. uh, member of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, passing away at the age of 81 after an extended illness. Um, he was also uh, a member of the Birds. I forgot about his time in that band there. Really? Uh, cause of death um, not yet revealed. Um, he had been say? very healthy. I mean, um, I'm not sure. Did anybody have him in the death pool? Because I know you had him for the previous two years in 2021 and 2022. I don't, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, Ron. I um, understand. If we, could, if we can ask Matt to pull them up to see, did anybody have David Crosby in the 2023? So I, I, did, take, I did take David Crosby off my death pool this year. Brian, you, That's of course, gotta hurt. That's gotta you hurt. had him. Uh, Dom had him. And then both of our Williams, William Esquire and William B., both had David Crosby. So now we Ron, currently Ron, have a first Ron, place tie sorry, Ron, in our death poll with 19 points. My, um, my, my, my audio just cut out. Is there sure, any way you sure. can repeat that? Because after you said that you left them off, 
it sounded like you then started to announce the people who did have him. That was when my uh, audio call, is there any way you can just, you know, we'll edit this out in post. Sure. sure. Um, can we just go back and, 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 you know, starting with the, I took him off my leg like, and then, and then continue. As often happens, uh, sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. A broken clock is right two times a day. And Brian sometimes will pick someone who actually dies in his death pool. Woo! Woo! That's right, baby. 19 points. Starting off the year strong. Ron, how many <laughs> points do you have? Uh, at the moment, I do not have any points. But I am... I am I'm hanging my hat on my poo shiesty pick, uh, which I feel is going to pay off before the end of the year. Well, apparently he's taken a couple trains recently, poo shiesty. Is that correct? He's, uh, he's, uh, he's been, uh, he's had a rough uh, time in prison so far. Hold on. Let's see here. Uh, Allie just sent uh, a little thing about where the Geeter with the heater moniker came from. You know, we have a, um, we've got a chat here right now. There's, you know, she's, She's all over the place with her chats. I'm reading this. Uh, I get what the guy's trying to say. I guess it's just a, a nickname he came up with for himself. So, but anyway, kind of like how you came up with the champ. Uh, this was uh, this belt was your idea, if I recall. You reached out to me one time and said, "Hey, Ron, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a title belt?" for the 51% ownership. And I was like, "Listen, I'm trying to be humble about this whole thing, but if you want me to be the champ," then I will be the champ. You have created the champ persona and you just have issue dealing I, with that now. I'm sorry. Does anybody actually believe that it would be my idea to uh, uh, put together a 51% owner belt for Listen, the uh, podcast? There's no way, Ron. That was all your idea. I get it. You know, it would be, it would be tough for people to believe that you contributed an idea to the podcast, but this, this was you, my friend. All right. All right. Okay. Mm. Uh, let's see. What other stories? I mean, that belt we... will be mine. <laughs> let's see. We've got some weird news this week. Uh, the first one coming out of India, uh, there was a, a weekend festival in the island state of Kujarat. Uh, it's the annual Uttarayan Festival. Uh, where revelers are known to engage in kite fights in which competitors aim to sever the kite strings of other opponents. Um, these kite strings are often coated with glass powder or even lined with metal, making them razor sharp. Well, apparently uh, they were a little too sharp <clears throat> because three children and three adults were killed when their throats were slit by the kite strings. Another 176 participants were injured after severing cuts and falls uh, with flying kites. This is my story of the week. Wow. This so is these kites were intentionally yes. uh, treated. The strings were intentionally treated to be able to be sharper. Yes. Yeah, so the, the goal, so the, and I've seen these kite fights before where people fly kites and again, they try and cut the other kite string to win. These, listen to these horrible stories, Brian. Uh, a two year old girl identified only as on. Kirti. Should I, should I, should I put my hand in my pants now or afterwards? Please do. Uh, she Thank was you. riding with her father on his bicycle in Bangor City when her neck was cut by a night by a kite string. She died at a local hospital. In another incident, three year old Kismet was walking home with her mother in the town of Viznagar on Saturday when a cord sliced her neck. 
She was rushed to a hospital and pronounced dead. And then in the city of Rakjot, police said seven-year-old Rashib Verma was riding with his parents on their bicycle when a kite string wrapped around his neck, uh, resulting in his death. And then, Jesus and then Christ, three, that's scary. Three adults were killed, uh, again, all of them having their necks sliced open while biking. So it sounds like biking is really the dangerous activity. Here. It would appear that way. And then breaking down the other injuries, 130 people suffered lacerations and 46 people were hurt in falls from rooftops and terraces while flying kites. Wow, this, this takes the phrase... Go fly a kite, really, um, hey you know, to, to, to all new heights. Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, we've got the, uh, the Ron Jeremy story, uh, yeah. which seems to have been going on for many, many years. Uh, Ron Jeremy has been facing a, uh, a sexual assault trial. He's been indicted previously on more than 30 sexual assault charges. Um, mm-hmm. He has been declared unfit for trial because of quote, severe dementia. Um, A lot of people now uh, very upset that uh, he will apparently never see his day in court. Mm, You hate to see that. Yes. Uh, In 2020, uh, Ron Jeremy, legal name Ronald Jeremy Hyatt, he was charged with multiple counts, including forcible rape, forcible penetration with a uh, foreign object, sexual battery, and forcible oral copulation. They should have just put the tip in. Um, Four women initially came forward with rape allegations in the months that followed. Dozens more women came forth with allegations that Jeremy abused them at parties, on film sets, and at adult uh, industry conventions. Oh, he sounds like a scumbag. Yeah, very much so. And again, looking at him, you're not that surprised. Oh, Brian, look at you go, sir. You've got Ron Jeremy on your your 2023 list. I think that's, uh, that's got a lot of potential. Brush off my shoulder. This is this is the year of Brian, Ron. I'm up. I, I'm I'm 19 points ahead of you on the death pool. I've got Ron Jeremy dementia. We know we know where dementia goes, and I've got that glorious belt just calling out to me that says, "Bring me home, take me to Queens, take me to Queens." I don't think that's where it's going to end up, Brian. Oh, it's going to end up. Right around this, right here, it's going to end up right, right here. Fifty-one percent ownership. I don't know how you're going to handle it, buddy. It's going to hurt. <laughs> it's going to hurt you so bad because I'm, I'm going to have that belt on every episode. I may just call you, Facetime you out of nowhere, just, just shine in the belt. Or, or here's another one. Do I go the opposite direction? And and just treat the belt poorly. Do I, <laughs> do, I, do I use it as like a plate with like a do you go like double you go whopper? Well, you go full Stan Hansen and just like you know drop it and bend it and break it. Well, no, I mean, I, 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 I ultimately this isn't about um, uh, breaking the belt. It's just about defacing what was once so important to you. Maybe I'll use it to put my to put my pieces of gum. Now, to clarify, Allie's asking, will Brian wear the belt to work like Ron does? I don't typically wear it to work. I may drape it over my shoulder in the morning and take a photo, uh, but I have worn it to make lunch uh, once or twice, uh, which uh, disturbs my wife to no end. What I will be doing is wearing it to the UBS Arena on Wednesday, April 5th, wrapped around my belly. 
All right. Uh, a mother and son duo are accused of running a brothel out of a South Florida home with one sex worker alleging that uh, she was paid according to how many condoms were used by the end of her shift. Uh, we've got a photo of the mother-son duo. Uh, so this is... What's with the 20, smile? This is 28-year-old uh, Glenn Yan Zuniga. Zuniga. All right. Latin. Well, that's that's quite a name. Let me try that again. Can I? That's Glenn Yan Zuniga Latin and his 52-year-old mother, Amparo Latin Barillas, uh, were allegedly running the brothel. The mother was reportedly in charge of working the door and accepting cash payments. Um, a sex worker found by the detectives at the brothel accused Barillas of telling her she had to work three days a week in which she was paid $25 for each customer. Uh, she reportedly said she averaged between eight and 10 customers each day. And that is why I could never be with a prostitute. Why is that? That's the, the reason? Idea? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's the reason. Is the fact that I, if I come in at around two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, on my lunch break, right. is the fact that she's probably already had sex with four different guys and that she's got another four later on after me. It's, it's that. It's just the, the, the germs issue. I could never do it. Gotcha. Now, what's interesting is they apparently paid $50 per sex act. So for the amount of money that you once spent at a strip club, you could have had 18 sex acts at this brothel. That is that is some interesting math right there. Take a sip of your beer, Brian. I think... Well, before we leave, obviously, we have to let everybody know um, that if you want to spend more time with Ron and Brian, and why wouldn't you, uh, every Sunday night at 930, for the most part, uh, we hold After Dark, uh, which is exclusive for our Patreon yes. subscribers at the bronze sure. level or higher. That's just $10 a month or more. Uh, so if you would like to join the After Dark Fund, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, go in the upper right-hand corner, click Become a Patron. And like I said, five bucks a month, you get in, you get into the game, you get mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the audio and the video the day after. But if you really want to have fun and watch it live, the $10 level gets you there. And then uh, at the end of every month, in fact, next Sunday, we're already at another uh, pajama party again. We invite mm -hmm. all of our Patreon uh, subscribers to join us on the show. Um, we're, we don't have a Can You Beat Ron. We're doing that every other month now, correct? I believe so. I, right. I, you know, at one point we're doing them every, every, uh, every month, but the games were taking up the whole show. And what we were really missing out was that community um, experience of just chatting about issues and stories and what was going on with everyone's lives. So I think we said we're going to be doing it in 23 every other month. A Can You Beat Ron? But every month, a pajama party where we invite our, um, uh, our patrons at the bronze or higher level to join us on the show. There you go. And of course, uh, in the coming weeks, we will be settling the Super Bowl bet to decide uh, the coveted 51% ownership mm -hmm. title belt. Uh, next week, we've got the AFC Championship matchup already lined up. Uh, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, the NFC Championship game will be in Philadelphia. It'll be the Eagles against either the Cowboys or the Niners. Right now, Niners only up by four points uh, with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's The line is four, so that's not good. Um, Ron, I did want to point out to you, I thought that I had read that Kansas City is um, 
that Kansas City uh, Bengals was going to be in a third uh, in a third party um, uh, not was, at Kansas City, or was that was, with Buffalo? That was with if it having Kansas City and Buffalo. The game was going to be played in Atlanta, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Got it. Stadium. Okay. All in right. Fact, they had the already sold fifty thousand tickets for that game, um, which obviously I think gave the Bengals some motivation uh, to go out. And uh, it really wasn't even a close game. Twenty-seven no. to ten, Bengals. Uh, ridiculous. Absolutely. Once again, Buffalo, even at their home court, um, yeah, home field, home field, yeah, that works. Better. Uh, you know, just doesn't show up. Buffalo, um, you know, it's it, people still try to say they're the only New York football team around nowadays. With the Jets and Giants playing in New Jersey, the disgusting state of New Jersey. Yeah. However, I'm just going to say Buffalo didn't even show up to play today. Uh, Cincinnati, congratulations! I hope you lose. Um, but uh, let's go 49ers. Brian's got a bet on them today. Giants got embarrassed last night, though. 38-7. So, to seven. Speaking of which, as a Philly resident, um, I know Allie's head just exploded because she's screaming at her, at her computer right now. He lives in the suburbs. He's not in Philly. Um, were there any stories about Landish uh, um, uh, Lincoln financial fans' behavior? It was it was surprisingly calm. And for those of you who, who weren't aware is, you know, Eagles fans love their tailgating. Um, but some of the lots only open at certain times based on game time. So some of the lots were going to open at 1 p.m. yesterday. Some were going to open at 4 p.m. Uh, until people realize that our indoor lacrosse team uh, moved their game to one o'clock from the evening to not conflict with the Eagles game, which meant that the lots for the Wings game opened at 8 a.m. So once that happened, Eagles fans realized all they needed to do was buy tickets for that Wings game, uh, and they could get into the same lots that they could park in later on for the football game. So there were a ton of people tailgating from 8 a.m. up until that 8.15 game time. Ron, do you realize how many people I would um, shoot in a mass shooting just so (laughs) that I could um, not show up to a tailgate uh, 12 hours before a game? I I tailgated uh, with a buddy of mine once for an Eagles game. And that and? Was, uh, it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. We, it was like, it was a one o'clock game. And sure. he was like, he's like, all right, so uh, we got to get down there at 7 a.m., of course. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean, of course? It was raining and sleeting. Yeah. I mean, this was the old vet stadium. So, I mean, everything was open to the elements. We were in the 600 level. Um, it was the game that Michael Irvin uh, got his career ending neck injury. I mean, it was just, just a brutal day without, without a doubt. I saw a baseball game at, at that park um, in the summer. I think I was also sitting in the 600s out by center field. Yeah, it was it was an unforgiving stadium, without a doubt. All right, Brian, let's wrap this up. Let's get wrap ready it up. for After Dark. Thanks to Much everybody. like those prostitutes um, uh, were telling their uh, clients with the used condoms, wrap it up. One more inappropriate comment before we go. Brian, I love yes. you, my friend. Uh Ron, I love you more. Um, I, I I look forward to uh, doing this show every week with you. I love everybody watching this right now. Listen, people, if you are listening to this audio version or you are streaming it on Facebook or Twitch, do us a favor. Go to our YouTube channel. I'm not even saying you have to watch it on YouTube. Give us a follow. Subscribe yeah. to our channel, Ron and Brian Podcast. Right now, you know, our numbers are, you know, in the low thousands. 
We want to get those numbers up a little bit. So if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe. Right now, we're really using it as a repository for all of our podcast episodes. One of the things John and I have talked about is putting out some exclusive content on YouTube. We're close to being able to monetize. We're not quite there yet. We need your help. Go to, our, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, go to Patreon, help us out. Little as $5, $10 a month, whatever you're willing to. Obviously, if you want to give us $1,000 a month. We'll take it. We'll, we'll, we would appreciate it. But, but you know, we're not putting pressure on you. Um, love you guys. All, all of right. You. Thank you all for joining us. We will catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.